Check. I was just speaking with it on mute. That doesn't work out too well. <laughs> can you guys hear me? Yes, I can hear you. What's going on? Can Nick? you hear me? I'm yep, doing fine. What about you? Doing well. Who else do we got? I know we got Astroport, but is there anyone that I need to invite up? Mm, someone else will join, as far as I know. From Astroport. So let's okay. give it a minute. Yeah, let's give it a minute. Yeah. Man, I was up all night, pulled an all nighter. Like, <laughs> like a, I'm, I'm too old to be doing that stuff. I'm like so wrecked right now. <laughs> I'm so messed up. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been uh, doing? Uh, well, there's a new L1 in Cosmos called Tempe. Uh, Notaro blockchain they they just launched last night and then they have a listing on our ride deck so it was like kind of just helping out support and just just seeing how everything went they did their listing at 11 p.m pacific time and i'm in east so that's three hours it was 2 a.m and by time you know i kind of just settled down <laughs> it's like after five o'clock in the morning it's usually when i'm getting up so mm-hmm. yeah I'm, I'm all wrecked right now time's all i think up. i saw that one the Tempe somewhere on damn it's so crazy the the space is so big that you don't even get to hear about like new chains and stuff yeah man it's crazy if cosmos has just grown so fast i, I mean you know before you still had to put in the work but it was easier to be more inundated with all the new things that are like in the background before they list or launch and now it's like that's beyond a full-time job now you know it's almost like you have to delegate and have a network of people that you're like hey you know what's going on you need to touch base with them so often and i have a good network for that because there's just so much going on and your brain can only hold so much data in there you know (laughs) but it's a lot of fun though man it's crazy to see you know three two three years ago talking about cosmos and, and and only the OGs and people that kind of understood tech were interested. Now it's starting to hit the market where everyone's starting to find out about it. You know, like we've most people in Cosmos and been investing in, if you want to call it DPIN before there was an acronym called DPIN, you know, and it's just cool to see that um, everyone's starting to catch up on that. So uh, let's see who else we got here. It looks like we have someone who's, you guys can request to speak. Do you, I think it's Dino. Let me see. Nick, can you send them the um, the link to, to enter the chat? The spacious mm-hmm. is there. One moment. Yeah, it's crazy. So many Cosmos chains are now top 100 coin market cap. 
Yeah, and then like yesterday or the day before I looked at, I think there was 11, and then there's like a few other ones that are right there as well. So, you know, like 15 or so in the top 150, which is insane, right? Before it was just Adam and then Osmo, and then that was it. And then now there's Inject. You know, there's just so many now. It's awesome to see. Yeah, I think it's easy for Adam because it's a new stable coin. Yeah. A stable coin that print prints you uh, <laughs> airdrops in perpetuity. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. But hey, we got um we got Andre up here. What's going on, man? <clears throat> GM Jam. Yeah. GM Jam. Yeah, so I mean, if you guys want to just do if you just want to do a little quick little intro, I'm sure everyone really is who's who is Astro Report, but I always like to do that just in case someone listens to the recording or if someone's new in here. Yeah, for sure. So I'll start. Uh I'm Andre, uh lead contributor for Astro Report, been contributing for over two years uh now. Uh Astro Report is an MM Dex. Um uh it's deployed on, on Cosmos. Uh, we started on Terra, uh, then right after when Terra crashed, we um, then seek the multi-chain thesis and vision. Um, this way we wouldn't be like, we would in a way like be risk uh, ourselves. And at the same time, like we, we also like believe in the app chain thesis. So this means that uh, a lot of products or protocols will launch their own chain. And thus, um, it makes sense that Ashraport, being a multi-chain uh, MM, then can deploy close to the users and whatever like app chains launch. Um, so we we are right now deployed on uh, Terra, Neutron, uh, Injective, and Say, and things are have been like pretty good. We have like uh, some good ideas around how to leverage these multi-chain deployments. Uh, but I would say, like our newest uh, development has been uh, PCL, uh, which is uh, a very nice um, improvement over XYK, which is like the very basic uh, pool uh, mechanism that most people probably know about the constant product, and that's been currently our like shiny object. Uh, but yeah, I would say that's a nice intro. Yeah, and then like to follow up on your intro real quick before we really hop into depth with things, is Ash is Ash Report just the CW twenty swap, or do you guys have Token Factory? And for those out there that are like, what is he even talking? What's the, what, is, what does he even mean by that question? Can you get more into depth, like what CW twenty swap is, and also what Token Factory is? Yeah. So, do you see? Okay, so CW20 basically has been uh, a standard ported for, over from Ethereum, the RC20 that everyone probably knows about. Uh, and then when uh, basically Cosmos Chains launched, um, there wasn't really uh, like a way to natively create uh, like native or coins. Um, I'm trying not to go too deep into like tech uh, nerdy stuff, but Basically, CW20 is the RC20 in the Cosmos world. Um, now, um, I think Osmosis was the one that created a module that would allow you to create like a native token. Uh, so it actually gets treated as a coin, uh, just like when you use the native 
token for fees like uh, Uluna, Uneutron, Uosmo, um, you could create like a native token uh, coin. Astroport supports both. So we support CW20s, we support token factories. We actually got some requests to drop the CW20 um, support because a lot of the devs in the Cosmos, they believe it is like, like similar to our on Ethereum, they believe it was a mistake, ERC20, especially the one the, the guy that created it. People in Cosmos think too uh, that it, it is a mistake. And now that we have token factory that people should just use it, I agree we should just use it, but uh, I don't think we should drop CW20 support because especially we come from Terra, uh, a lot of protocols and projects on Terra are CW20s. Now we'd say, we are seeing a lot of CW20s too. Um, so I think we will, we, if, if we ever drop support, it will be in a way that uh, like, it should be like phased out and with uh, proper time for people to move away from it. But for now we support both. Um, even our like, whenever you provide liquidity to our pools, you'll receive like a kind of like a, a proof that you uh, like provided the LP, right? Uh, which is the LP shares. And those are minted as CW20. Did it, that is uh, just a, like a, a relic of our like legacy and, and, and our code being out there for so long. Uh, but we, we also plan to move away and migrate over to Token Factory for those. Um, Tech-wise, it just makes sense and it's way, way better. I, I, I'm sorry to throw you under the gun there. I know you weren't expecting that right off the rip. I don't know why I was just thinking about that, but I just randomly thought of that. And thank you for the in-depth um, analysis. That's that's good. Hopefully people got something out of that because that's that's something that no one ever talks about in Cosmos. Like everyone just, no one talks yeah. about it, but, but it's really important, I think. And I think that, you know, obviously off the be- at, at the beginning to have, being able to be flexible for both, but essentially see the vision to phase that out over time. Cause I, I think that's the right approach. Like if I was running a DAX or, or whatnot, that's what my approach would be because just because something was the standard event at, at the beginning, doesn't mean you can't evolve. And that's what I love about Cosmos, how modular it is. You can just adopt and, and evolve, you know, and, and that's the, the cool thing. The word modular has been thrown around so much lately. It's, it's insane. Like, just insanity but people that are grinding in cosmos have been talking about modularity for for three plus years now and now it's kind of the talk of town this is nice like being like kind of a cosmos maxi to see all these terminologies being thrown around outside of cosmos it's like yeah we've been saying that for like three years now they word interoperability and, co- and modularity and all that stuff so it's just so cool that you guys First off, shout out to you guys that were able to withstand and and, and handle the UST Luna crash because I think everyone negatively was affected in Cosmos, but more so obviously people that were inside like the Terra ecosystem. And for those that were just purely in Terra at the time, you know, and, and then withstood that, you know, obviously you, you're um, you're gritty, so to speak. So that's cool that you guys were able to withstand that, but also evolve and now flourishing and being in multiple different blockchain so that's a great intro i want to give it over to nick what's up nick yo what's up uh i have a quick question like um to andre uh you mentioned that the the cw20 tokens are basically an artifact from ethereum 
But can you tell the users a little bit, uh, like the listeners a little bit more, what the benefits are if we use more contract, uh, factory contract tokens? Could you, could you um, re-ask the question, sorry? So what are the benefits if we, let's say, drop CW20 tokens? Yeah. So, so I'll say tech-wise. So right now, for example, CW20 isn't really a token. It's just a contract that holds essentially another ledger. So blockchain is a ledger. And the CW20 is also in itself a ledger, uh, meaning uh, it's a contract that whenever you receive tokens from it, it will like note your address and say you have 10 of something. So whenever you send, basically what you are doing is you are executing the contract, telling it send from my 10, send five to B. And th that's basically essentially keeping a ledger. This means that whenever you want to know your balance, you have to query this contract which means if you have like 10 or 20 of these tokens, CW20 tokens, supposedly in your wallet, in reality, they aren't really in your wallet. It's the individual contracts that hold the balance that you hold. So tech-wise, what this means is that there's a lot of inefficiencies because basically have, for you to know everything you hold, you have to query each one of them individually to know exactly your balance. Uh, not only that, it's a contract, which means it's upgradable, it can be changed. And unfortunately, uh, for example, with, with the say uh, meme season that we saw, um, it is possible that people can upload a CW20-like uh, contract. So it feels like it's a CW20, but then it has like ruggable uh, code in it, right? And unless you really like, it, like unless you reverse engineer that contract to really know, or it's a whitelisted code ID, it's hard for you to know what's under the hood, uh, even though it feels like it's a CW20. Unfortunately, we saw things like that. Uh, it's, it's not the best. So these are some of the things that CW20s uh, aren't really the best at. Not only that, you also have like the increase allowance message for us Cosmos people, that really doesn't affect us because thankfully we can bundle multiple messages in one transaction. Um, and in contrast with the factory, token factory, not only it's native to the chain, so you are literally interacting with the module, so you can't really change how that works. So it, if, if it's a coin, it's a coin. It's, it's not really like sensible or able to upgrade that. But also when I query bank module, so your wallet on the chain, if you say, tell me which tokens I own, you just do one single query to the bank module and it will like return the list of all your tokens. So that one is like a massive improvement um, around like, yeah, just, uh, and, and even like when you are develop, developing contracts, it's less, hurdle having to deal with CW20s because the contract then needs to call transfer from another contract to actually get the coins to hold them. Whereas in the native token, so token factory, you basically send them directly to the contract and then the contract actually holds it immediately. It doesn't have to call anything. It just needs to verify what it received, but, but that's it. 
So, so per se, that's why I think people don't really talk about this because for the users and retails, it's not the most uh, like fun or the it's not it doesn't look like super valuable immediately. But um, it's it's more like for the DX and the developer experience, I would say. But with that, it means increases user experience as well. Yeah, man. Thank you for that, Andreas. Uh, and I don't know if you've ever been a part of any of my spaces or in general, but yeah, I, lo- I love to nerd out. And I think that's my audience kind of does too. It might be a little bit dry, but we're all here to learn. And I appreciate it, dude. Because like, I, lo- I love doing these spaces almost like selfishly just to learn some stuff. And I knew a lot about CW20s and Token Factory and the benefits and that, you know, people behind the scenes because I'm, I've am i been blessed and fortunate to basically be on calls like all day long with different teams like all the time. And I just pick people's brains. And that was one of the things that I hear no one really talking about, but the benefits of essentially being Token Factory and, and being able to evolve and do more things down the road. And that's what it's all about. So. It's cool that you guys are able to do both, and then you have the vision to essentially be able to phase it out if you want. So shout out to that. And I hope that people got something out of that. If not, just re-listen to it afterwards and, and pick that up because it's very it's, – it's important. So, yeah, that, that's all. But, Nick, talk – talk do a quick intro because I know you're you were excited about that to pick into that too. And, you know, wherever my conversations go, where they go, I have no clue where they're going to go sometimes. But – we went down that we went down that rabbit hole and it was pretty cool. So anyhow, do do your intro and, and tell us like what you <laughs> and thanks, uh, Oz and Andre. You explained it very well. I remember I remember when I heard about it for the first time. It was also quite difficult to wrap my head around it, but um, I think people will get the hang of it. So I'm Nick. I'm the founder of Yoyu, which is an idealistic platform initially also built on Terra. And after the collapse, we were granted by Secret Labs and then started building the first IDEO launchpad on Secret. Now, since I think like during the last year, during 2023, we expanded to Say, and now we're also expanding to Astroport. So currently we're on Astroport, uh, sorry, Astroport or iChain testnet. Uh, I got your got your app open here. That's why I was a little bit um, confused. But so um, yeah, now we're also on testnet on or iChain. And what's very interesting for most users in here uh, is that um, our app is built in a way that. You can join IDEOs super simply just by making a few clicks. And yeah, that's what we wanted to build from the start because we had like troubles on ourselves with the launchpads and we we just ran into obstacles all the time, like staking a launchpad token, buying the token somewhere, or doing some some other stuff which was really risky. And then we thought, okay, maybe we can do that better. And yeah, reached out to Secret. They supported us from from the start. And yeah, happy to be here now. Thank you, Oz. Yeah. So, Andres, one one more thing too. So, how 
are you guys integrated with like osmosis? So this is uh, something that's just recently been posted on the forum. Uh, we will be having a deployment there. Um, and the way it's going to work is uh, pretty pretty similar to, like, it's going to be like a regular Astroport deployment in the sense that we have pools and then you can swap through it. Uh, the difference here is that our pools will be deeply integrated into Osmosis. So uh, Astro, like the, an Astroport pool would just be like, an osmosis pool. Um, why are we launching there? Most people would probably ask because osmosis also has their pools. Um, basically, osmosis went with the Univ3 Uni route when they like launched their concentrated liquidity style uh, pool, right? Uh, this means the Univ3 route for the people that, or the Univ3 uh, pools for people that aren't familiar, it's simply an order book. It's basically you provide your liquidity to the pool and you have to say the range you want to like deploy the liquidity at. So you have to actively manage where you want to basically sell and buy uh, or you basically are setting the curve yourself. This is very um, like appealing for market makers or for more expert expert like advanced users but for most like passive retail users in the end all we want is if a pool has 40 50 percent yield i want lp i don't care about it all i want is my 50 percent yield that's it um and the univ3 really doesn't cater to these users it's mostly for market makers um because they are able to provide uh, whatever ranges they want so the traders, they still benefit because there's deep liquidity around supposedly the best price possible. That's what supposedly it achieves. But for LPs that are passive and for more retail users, they most times get wrecked because if the price moves, you probably aren't actively managing your position. So unfortunately, or it is what it is like in terms of trade-offs, Osmosis went with this implementation and that's what they have we did the pcl side of things so we also implemented our own concentrated liquidity but the pool itself automatically adjust adjusts the price slash curve so basically you provide the lp to that pool and the pool will do everything for you uh like it's essentially it's a strategy the that the pcl is a strategy on top of an order book and what you're going to have is you're going to have our PCL pools on Osmosis. Um, that's on the, on, the only thing that is going to be there. Doesn't make sense to have the other pool types because Osmosis has them. Um, so we're going to offer something new, which is PCL. And like you can already think that most likely also makes sense that if we are able to, our PCL pools should also like provide the liquidity on top of the osmosis cl pools that's not going to happen right out of the gate but it is something that you can think of as the right next step so basically everyone like wins in this deployment um and like yeah i, I think this question makes a lot of sense because 
a lot of people sometimes don't realize uh, like why would osmosis like allow us to deploy there and i guess this is a uh, the answer no that's a good it's a good good answer because as much as it helps as a trader for concentrated liquidity if you're being a provider it's you know it's annoying right like i i want to if i want to provide liquidity i want to provide liquidity and be like hands off and not have to worry oh it's out of range and then i got to sit here and do all this crap that i don't want to do and um like I love Osmosis. Honestly, it was essentially my first intro into Cosmos when it launched back in June of twenty one, and I just thought like my experience was like real good. It interested me in to look into Cosmos in the first place because I was like, oh, it was smooth. It looks good. It was it was a good experience. And then, um, not saying it's not anymore, but if you're trying to provide liquidity and, and you're sitting here messing around with these ranges, it, it's just too much work. Like I just don't have the time for it. I want to do other stuff, keep learning, growing, doing these spaces and all this other stuff, but also not have to really manage. You know, that's how most people are with their money. Like my background's in accounting and finance. They just want to give you their money and say, hey, give me a percent back or do your best. They don't want to sit here and micromanage your the, their investments. So it's kind of nice to be able to do that still and, and use you guys. And you guys will do all the work to essentially maintain the range and all that. So they, that's just a good user experience at the end of the day. And it adds value to osmosis. So yeah. And like people think, I guess in essence, they think of osmosis as just like this DEX, but really it's its own chain. It was the first one in crypto to, to do that, to be its own L1 specifically for, you know, at first to be just the DEX, so to speak. But, you know, it has more than just that. So, yeah, that's that's great. You know, you guys are doing that and you're just like well versed like throughout all of Cosmos. And so I, I know you said it before, but how many chains that, that total is it now? Yeah, we are in, at four uh soon to be five with osmosis yeah and you're in all the big players too like all the ones that are for the most part have all the the uh the ibc transfers and all the the liquidity and transactions so like that's you guys are positioned well for that yeah i would say that we yeah we did we did pretty well at like deciphering which ones we thought had the potential um we we have some competitive edge in that being Delphi Labs incubated and having all those relationships, we ha- we have an advantage there because we can more or less foresee which ones will be like will make it. Uh, but yeah, that's that yeah, we we are thankfully very well placed. That, that's why a lot of people would say that Astroport is basically a Cosmos index in the sense. Yeah, it truly is actually. So like that's a good way of, you know of putting it. But hey, Nick, I see you had your hand up. What's up? Yes. So I wanted to ask Andre um, regarding that strategy. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more um, how the strategy works? PCL to undersell PCL. Yeah. Yeah. To understand PCL a little bit better. Yeah. So PCL is heavily inspired in Curve V2. So if people are aware and and know how that works, it's pretty much similar and the way it works is you essentially have like an oracle price and what you do is you concentrate all your liquidity around that price um xyk you you could like in the con in the constant product uh pool you could say it's like the the liquidity is pretty spread out right and the ratio is where the price is at, but it's very easy to move. Like any swap will move it immediately. And you need like very uh, high like T1 
TVL on the pool to be able to give good like executions. Um, PCL, because it is an Oracle price based, um, it's not as simple as a swap moves the price. Um, you could essentially think of it's a stable swap around the Oracle price. And as long as the price is set at an X value, the trades will happen at that price. The way then it works is uh, essentially it's more or less a moving average. Uh, and as the trades are happening, and it's basically forcing the price to move away from its current peg, the pool applies higher fees as it's moving away. The reason being is that the pool will only repeg itself. So it's only going to repeg the Oracle price when the LPs have earned enough money that it is worth it to repeg the price. Because if you understand AMMs, you'll know all about IL, impermanent loss. Um, impermanent loss essentially is what you lose from when you provided the price moved of any asset and you would be better off holding them, all the assets individually. This is what IL means. And with PCL, basically the fees will uptick a little bit until it repegs because it's trying to make up for essentially like this impact, this IL. Um, and this is how it works. It is, to be honest, for a lot of us, still a little bit black magic. The reality is it works. Works three times way better than XYK, constant product pools, which, which means like you have much more efficiency um, like with less liquidity. So that also means that the pricing is a little bit different sometimes to, yes. to other... Okay. So how do you treat that or will this be just arbitraged? Yeah, so the, the so any pool is automated, right? That's why it's an AMM. So we don't do anything manually at all. It's the algorithm of the pool. Uh, if the price for some reason is different, then there is some arbitrage opportunity somewhere. And this is why also the fees get increased because we basically are accounting for that because generally people in the MM world, they say that ARB is toxic flow. Um, it is a little bit because essentially you are basically making money off the LPs that are basically lagging behind the price change. And that's in reality what it means. But um, with our fee increase, as you are trying to force the repeg, hopefully to the right price, uh, what it happens then is that you're basically profiting off the ARBs. So in the end, LPs are very well protected. Uh, the only downside is that sometimes traders don't get the best execution all the time. Uh, but like our product is more for the LPs, uh, not so much for the traders, even though it's a market. So you always have the, both sides and you should cater for both, but we 
are more on the LP side, if you, uh, so to speak. Got you. Yeah, I think this is super interesting for, for listeners and for people who want to provide um, to Dexis. So I think this is also in our partnership something which uh, helps us and uh, gives us the opportunity to say, hey, if, if you're a startup and you list your tokens on Astroport, um, it it will have that edge because of PCL. Yeah, I was going to pivot into that while you, you know, not to like go off topic, but just seemed like a good segue to go into, you know, with we believe where we are in the market right now and all the raising and just all the new chains and new apps are being built right now in the background. I foresee that being, you know, of substantial growth in this in this space over the next you know few years here. So your position as a launchpad, what's the collaboration between you guys together, and how can you benefit, and how how would one even go about listing or doing that? So that's always the question we ask startups: is okay, what's what's the, your plan? Where will people buy your token after your launch? And they just have these two options that they say, okay, we go to a DEX or they go to a SEX. And basically, Astroport will be our DEX partner. So startups will be introduced to Astroport, to DEVs, and they can just easily connect with them. And um, yeah, they will help them to do to be listed on Astroport. But as far as I know, you can list your tokens even if you're like without the partnership or connection through us. Is that right, Andre? Yeah, that's correct. So um, can you tell us a little bit more about the process if a startup wants to be listed on Astroport? What what would the startup uh, process be? Yeah, that's so it is pretty simple because Astroport is permissionless. So anyone can just come up and create a pool. Uh, I, I should have a, a quick note on this. With, with the PCL, the, with, with the recently launched PCL pools, there is like a technicality where we unfortunately need to know the precision of the assets. And this means we need to register that uh, precision um, on chain. So I said it's permissionless, but uh, unfortunately due to this aspect that we will very soon solve and and fix this, so that is back to 100% permissionless, um, we still have to set that up alongside with generally people want like the logo to look great, uh, the naming, the ticker, all of that. So you should go through like making a pull request under our like token list uh, repo. We accept that, we register the decimals and then we create the PCL pool as soon as the decimals are registered. Um, once that's done, um, pretty much we are live. We just launched very recently as well, uh, being able to add incentives permissionlessly. So 
that's also I think great because you can all by yourselves you can easily like create a pool, uh, set up incentives, which is most likely going to attract LPs right away to stay in the pool, and you can like pretty fast and easy bootstrap a nice uh, pool of liquidity. Now another thing that I would add, which I think is very interesting for you, is we just had passed in August of last year a proposal. Uh, which is the a ARC 75, which is basically, it is a proposal to give Launchpad um, the opportunity to have some sort of fee share mechanism if you bring us project, right? So if you are in any way part of bringing projects, onboarding projects to Astroport, we, this is what the proposal said, we think you should uh, be, uh, be part of the upside altogether. If that means that from that fee share, then you also uh, like share with with the project that is launching, then it's up to you. But that it, that's something that's also possible and open for anyone. Like I, I shouldn't say anyone, but for launchpads uh, IDOs to to basically uh, yeah ben benefit from. Yes, I remember you mentioned that. And that's great to to collaborate in this way. Of course, we all we all want to be together on the upside. But yeah, um, I checked your price. I saw that the the price of uh, S report is also increased by a lot since I think January, yeah, or December. So. How was the the liquidity and everything going up during like the last two or three months on on Astroport? Yeah, generally we don't really think too much about price because if we really go back, uh, we're going to be pretty sad because Astroport was three dollars around Terra peak, um, so it still feels low to us, uh, especially for what we know we are capable of um but like we went through the very lows and highs uh i think obviously like i'm a market a free market believer so i think the price generally is some is an indicator a metric of your success or not sometimes it's not um because it's crypto uh like liquidity is not abundant so it's also easy to manipulate things uh in any case it does certainly feel good that at the peak of the bottom in the bear we were at one cent and now it's i would say 20x from that um it, it certainly feels very good especially because we've kept building heads down and just keep on it which is what we will all like do anyway like regardless of what the price is right now uh we kept building and we kept trying to build also those relationships, bringing projects in, um, and like all of that is. I think the price is the manifest manifestation of uh, all of that work. So, so yeah, I, I would say everything that has been happening not only is a sign of the bull market where things will go crazy, um, almost like any project is going to go up. Uh, but also 
uh, it is a it is a reflection of just building and keep on it. Yeah, I mean, I personally, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not trying to cut the cut the space or anything. I don't, I don't personally have any other questions. Like, I, I really enjoyed the beginning when I got like a master class on CW20s and Token Factory and the benefits of essentially just being IBC, uh, like an IBC denom and all that. So, and then like you guys are, I, I, I just really appreciate talking to teams that, like you said, you were at three dollars a tear and you don't want to think about it. Like I don't think anyone wants to, right? Even if even if you weren't just like some Terra D gen and you were just in Cosmos, really all we have is UST. So we all got beat, right? Like <laughs> the only way you did is if you timed the market perfectly, took all your your assets and removed them from Cosmos, right? And I don't think any of us did that because why were we in Cosmos in the first place? Especially back then, we knew what the vision was. So you probably, if you even you're like, oh, I think the market's kind of inflated right now. You probably just want the UST like I did, and then you just got beat. So it's kind of a it's kind of a sad remembrance, but it's also cool to see that, you know, we all kind of survive and what doesn't kill us only makes us stronger, so to speak. So I appreciate when teams that were deployed on Terra, you know, found home and Cosmos is a very communitarian and open arms, right? It's like, hey, yeah, come over here and maybe you got grants or collaborations and everyone kind of picked up the pieces of the ashes, if you will, and, and found a way to to survive and advance. So. You guys are doing great, and then yo, yeah, it's awesome that you guys are trying to be a, a place for for people because that's the thing too. I get from the community side, also teams, also people that are you know maybe EVM heads and are like, look, we don't want to be over here anymore, but where do we begin? It's sometimes it's a little bit difficult to navigate the the, the waters of Cosmos, so you need you need people to have have a position to go to or or docs or whatever they need and it's great to see that that's all starting to take place as well yeah for sure um i would still say that a lot of devs are still like uh they still miss the terror days because when it crashed um and we had to basically pick up from the ashes and then started like testing out other Cosmos chains. That's when you realize how good Terra, not only Terra Infra was, but also developer experience. Like Terra was literally amazing. Um, oh, yeah, it was like an adult playground. Like it, yeah. it used to playground too. Like it was just a good, it was a, like, I was just say good experience. Like at the end of the day, that's all I care about is yeah. was my experience a good experience or not. If it wasn't, then I'm probably not going to come back. I'm not going to talk about it. I don't, I'm not really interested. And it was a good experience. And that was honestly, Terra was a good experience. And at the time, like osmosis, was, and it still is, like, it's just a good experience. Yeah. That's why I stick around. That's why I talk about them. That's why I, keep up with all their new updates and like behind the scenes and their propositions. And I like to see what's coming out before it comes out. It's because it's a good experience. And if something's not a good experience, first off, it's already complicated in this space. And most normal human beings are not, I don't want to say eclectic, but immersed with, with tech as we all are people in the space listening. So if, if these new people are coming over and they have a shitty experience. They're just probably not going to come back. So sometimes you only have one chance to get it right. And I respect the teams that are working on every little facet of it. It's not just, hey, how fast can we deploy something? It's also like, yes, we want to be fast with it, but we also want to create an environment 
that's good on all sides of the of the scale, so to speak. We want the devs to have a good experience. We want the end user, most importantly, to have a good experience. And sometimes in this space, I think that devs in general think everyone's a dev, whether they're communicating it or just the the, the building facet of it. You know, there's so much we need to improve on, but it, it has drastically, in my experience, from I've only been kind of in the space for like three years now. Is how how much better it is. It's still it still needs to improve, obviously. But it's nice to see that things are starting to interoperate more more so because it was it was such a learning curve. You know, sometimes the monolithic approach is is better for the user experience because like what Terra had was this gigantic uh, ecosystem, and it was like you know everything just kind of flowed together well. Now it's kind of more of a like we were talking about it, the app chain thesis, it's you, you've kind of picked up and now you're deploying all over the place. And it's like, how do we make it feel the same as just like this monolithic approach, but we're all like deployed all over the place, you know? And it's kind of cool to see that kind of take place. For sure. Yeah. Well, I don't have more. Yeah, that's actually. Ahead, so that's actually what we trying, what we are trying to build is a launchpad where users from different ecosystems can come together and check out what's what's being built on other ecosystems. Because sometimes I also think, hey, I'm in Cosmos, I'm like everywhere and checking out everything. But at the end of the day, I'm maybe on two or three chains and I don't even see it in my feed, like what's going on on the other chains. So I think bring new chains to our launchpad, like um Ori or or we we are expanding now to Solana and BNB so i think this will help the users to get like a broader vision and also see what's happening on this chain what's going on there and also like spread spread the users around the ecosystems yeah absolutely that's like that's one of the things I always complained about in Cosmos was that the data was so fragmented. I'd have fifty tabs up and going back and forth, and it's like, man, none of this is there for me to just view. And like you said, now that the the ecosystem Cosmos as a whole is is getting, you know, it's getting very big, and um, everyone kind of has their own thing going on in different chains, and sometimes it's hard to keep up. Like, what's what's deploying over here? What's deploying over there? And to have some sort of like hub, you know, like a launchpad hub is great where people can see like, okay, these five things are launching here in the next month or two. And then you can kind of do your research and see what's going on. So that I, I like stuff like that, you know, like I, I try to think of my experiences just as a, in a whole, be able to do that and just see everything, all the data in one place. So that's great. Yes. I'm very happy to, stick around and see the new projects popping up and yeah we already have some ideal listings around the corner so stay tuned for that and thanks everyone who was in here listening and especially to astroport it was amazing to to listen to all the details and learn more about what you've been building yeah, absolutely. So I, like I said, I, I don't have anything else. I think this space was beneficial and very informative, which is <laughs> my style. I tried, I, I really appreciate that. If I get to learn some things while I'm doing this even better. So I think I did and appreciate it, Andres. And um, everyone that came in and listened, listens to recording. Shout out to all of you. 
and uh, have a great rest of your day, evening, night, wherever you're located at. And any closing thoughts for you too? I'm good. Thank you so much, guys. Have a good night. Thank you so much for having us. My pleasure. Take care, everyone. Cheers. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt We rape them under the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and plate Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets Dead ants dragging out the max amount of payments Red down days, got them acting all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these tokenomics They probing this bear, flexing broken honest I had to lay my soul down, I'm just roasting nottas And then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic Never known the politic, I was born to frolic It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom over impossible loss It's all moss and I'm liking the odds Fondue in the morning forming mycological bonds Click the cap though the road is highly involved Flip a coin diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape them under the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner They stacked in non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like this shit is play for keeps Clowns white knight and all these Maybelines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your communitility All these low hanging fruits Bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach Coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts And send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release When I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs We got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king You better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt we rape him under the earth Say and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served